When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Rodgers. Vegas odds have him going to the Raiders, but then the Packers are listed second. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I was, I'm thinking the Raiders or the Jets. I mean, um, you want me to really predict what Aaron Rodgers is doing? He's sitting. This is his last day of sitting in darkness for four days. You want me to really predict what that guy's going to do? That's a good point. Who's going to predict that? Point. Who could possibly predict whatever? Like, where would you go coming out of four days of darkness? It has to be the Raiders, right? Feels like that would that would match. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think the Raiders would be wild because then you would have um, Mahomes and Russell Wilson. And Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert and Sean Payton now in the division. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and if you're the Raiders, I mean, I know Derek Carr is now the other hot name when it comes to free agency. That's the guy that the Raiders chose to move on from, which is, again, the nature of the NFL. Derek Carr is, you know, not good enough for certain teams, but, you know, going to be the, the big offseason signing for another team. So. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, if they're going to upgrade, the only option is really Aaron Rodgers or they hit on somebody in the draft. So I think the Raiders, you know, perhaps going all out for Rodgers, getting him back with Devontae Adams. And, and the Raiders, if they have Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, Fro, uh, Hunter Renfro healthy, which they do not have this year, that is a dangerous offense. to get the offensive line sorted a little bit better. Very dangerous offense. And uh, could be appealing for Rodgers if he's not – worried about going to a division with the Chiefs, of course, who are going to be the Super Bowl favorites again. And and then the question is, what do the Packers do? What's do the role really of Jordan, Jordan Love? Love yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna see. And I know we only we saw a tiny sample size this year. We saw a tiny tiny sample size last year, but in the in the small sample this year he looks better, you know, for whatever that's worth, better than we saw in two thousand twenty one. They're in a spot where they already have to they have to make a decision on him at the end of this season if they're going to pick up. Uh, no, sorry, they have to make the decision right now this offseason. If they're going to pick up his fifth-year option, and I'm assuming that they would, you know, if they've seen enough in practice that they're going to build around him and give him 2023 and 24 to be their guy. So 
I think that's where the Packers go unless they unless they decide to scout quarterbacks and, and go that route in the draft. I think I think it's we're going to see Jordan Love in Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. What about Lamar Jackson? Do you expect the Baltimore Ravens to franchise him? Yeah, but I don't know what that does. Uh, Lamar's his own agent. You know, the negotiations get you know pretty difficult when you're the when you don't have an agent, when you don't have that buffer, um, you know, so I, I don't know what happens. I think the longer we get into it though, the, the worse it looks for maybe Lamar being with the Ravens, you know, the fact that even gotten to this point, um, I think we'll probably see a franchise tag, but I think we could see a tag and trade opportunity. We could see multiple first rounds being thrown at the Ravens and see if they end up um, looking to rebuild a quarterback. Um, it could get crazy in, in Baltimore. I, I usually lean toward. I think they'll mend, you know, bend it and figure it out. But if the Ravens go the franchise tag route, I feel like that could really piss off Lamar Jackson, and we could see a trade situation. Uh oh, I hadn't thought about that, Blake. Palazzolo just brought up a great point. Pro Football Focus: No agent, no buffer. I, I think that's that's something to really, really focus on. Because if he's the guy on the phone with whoever the GM is and Ozzie Newsom, who's been moved to COO, CEO level, whatever. Um, it does become more personal. I mean, that's the whole point of an agent being the buffer and being able to do some of the minutia, but the really, really tough negotiating Cause with a team. Because, Steve, it's already personal for all these guys, whether whatever they say. Sure. it's. I mean, we've seen Rodgers. It was personal for Tom Brady. It's personal for Drew Brees. He went through two really tough negotiations down in New Orleans over the years. That I think that comp- piece of the puzzle is not something to sleep on. The fact that Lamar Jackson is his own agent. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so he has the, the team. The team has to go in. Like the whole point of negotiating is to say we, you know, we want this and you want that, and why don't we want to give you as much? You know, the Ravens have to say here, hey Lamar, the reason why we don't want to either lock you up long term or give you as much guaranteed money is because we don't think you're durable or we don't think you're as good at this or that. I mean, that's what happens in a negotiation, right? Like we think you're really, really good, but, um, and the, but that they say is what, when guys get offended, right? If, if it's, if it's you, like if I was negotiating my own contract and somebody's like, Hey, you're, uh, you're not good at this, this, and this, that's, that's tough. It's easier for an agent agent to handle that and then filter it back to the player. Hey, they love you. Right? They love you. Here's the, here's the offer. So yeah, I think that, that makes it difficult. You save your 3% or whatever at the end of the day, but um, it does make for probably some difficult negotiation. The other part is the Deshaun Watson deal becoming five years fully guaranteed. Ooh. That changes the game too, because it's the sweet spot of uh, Mahomes and Allen have gone this 10 year deal route, which is really team friendly. It's a ton of money, but it gives the team so much flexibility to move cap space around when they need to, to properly build the team and then the opposite end is the quarterbacks who, you know, Kirk Cousins of the world, who only want a three-year deal and have a lot of that guaranteed, if not all of it. And it's less flexible, and then you're going to have to re- renegotiate every three years. And, and you don't have the ability to move cap space around. So Deshaun Watson feels like dead smack in the middle, and I'm sure Lamar Jackson wants something similar to that, which, again, is not really a team. It's really on the player-friendly side, and Lamar's probably pushing for that, I would assume. Wow. So Lamar Jackson represents himself, and and that is just straight direct 
to the Ravens front office. And Steve Palazzolo joins us. In the last 20-something years, the Ravens have been one of the most well-run organizations with Biscotti and Newsom and, and Harbaugh. Um, a little bit of Brian Billick, but, but Harbaugh's been pretty amazing, and Newsom's awesome. Uh, all right, so they don't play around. They don't mess around with a lot of drama for the most part, kind of like the Steelers. Um, you know, you saw what the Steelers did with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. They're like, we're just not going to put up with it. We'll move on. Um, so you wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens said, all right, we'll franchise you. We'll shop you. If we can get a few first-round picks, we'll start over. Yeah, just because, like, the Ravens, they, they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But, like, they do make a lot of good decisions. Um, it was interesting that they not only traded for Roquan Smith. Like, I wouldn't have predicted this for the Ravens, but they traded for linebacker Roquan Smith and then paid him $20 million a year and re-signed him. So they, they signed Roquan Smith before they signed Lamar Jackson. It's another one of those things which might just be a procedural thing, but – you know, that could be offensive as well to your quarterback that's not locked up, right? We, you signed a linebacker, you know, to be the highest played, paid linebacker in history. Um, you know, so all of that stuff might be adding up. And if there is a team, I'm very curious because we always use these talking points, right? Lock up your elite quarterback or make sure you have a first contract quarterback. That's the big advantage in the NFL. We haven't seen a team really pursue that, though. Really say, hey, this quarterback, we're going to move on and then go back to that first contract quarterback. I don't know if the Ravens are going to do that necessarily, but they might go that route and say, okay, we're not going to spend big money on the quarterback. We're going to stick with the first contract quarterback, build that roster around him. And it's, you know, you're starting over. There's risk there, but you're able to build the rest of the roster with that cap flexibility. So we'll be interesting to see if the Ravens, you know, are one of those teams that actually pursues that strategy. Hmm. You know, we've got a lot of question marks throughout the league. Steve at quarterback. Yeah. Saints, Buccaneers, Falcons, Panthers, Patriots. I don't know if the Patriots are sold on Mac Jones. Do you think the Giants are are, are sold, even though they got into the playoffs? Um, Dayball did a, a magnificent job. Or, are they going to continue to ride there? Uh, Washington, um, I mean, the, the it's a lot of spots. That, with Geno, yeah. what – yeah, that – that's a ton of teams, Steve. It, it feels like the last three years, four years, whatever, the, the QB carousel has just been out of control. And I think it's because there are more starting caliber quarterbacks in the NFL than there were 10 to 15 years ago. I use this example all the time, right? Like there was a point where Andy Dalton was probably the median starter, right? Your classic mid-level starter in the NFL. And if you were below Dalton, like you were in trouble. So you were, you were always looking, but if you're above Dalton, you said, Hey, I got a starter. That's fine. We can win. We can win with Joe Flacco. We can, we can win with Eli, right? That was, that was what it was. I think there's way more Andy Dalton caliber quarterbacks. Now there's about 30 caliber, you know, starting caliber quarterbacks, if not more, but then you have the league. So the giants are the interesting one. Talk to some people at the, uh, at the Super Bowl who think, Hey, they're going to re-sign Daniel Jones probably, but they want to they want to make it performance based. They want to hedge a little bit. They want to be able to get out if they want, you know, in two years from Daniel Jones, which is similar to what the Raiders did with Derek Carr. So you have these mid-level. There's no real middle class type of quarterback contract in the NFL. It's either you make forty or you you don't. Mm-hmm. And so, what did the Giants do with Daniel Jones? Maybe they try to hedge their bets a little bit. 
but it's just it's a fascinating time in the NFL because there's st- starting caliber quarterbacks like Derek Carr on the move. One team wants no wants to upgrade from Derek Carr, but the other half of the league probably upgrades their quarterback situation by bringing him in.